Hey there, everyone. It's Kim, and I have a little treat for you today. I'm sharing an episode of I Have Dreams, Damn It, which is produced by my friend and fellow podcaster, Lisa Murray. I Have Dreams, Damn It is a podcast for anybody who's pursuing their dreams or living them and is the perfect place to find more than just the regular go-to-it type of advice. Personal loss made Lisa take a deeper look at the journey of going for her dreams, and now she shares her insights with us on this insightful podcast. Lisa has over 10 years of professional experience in the L.A. film and music industries. She's an independent filmmaker and the founder and festival director of the Ag and Art Film Festival in Northern California. There's just one more thing about today's show and Lisa's fabulous podcast. Today's guest is someone you might know. Yep, it's me. So give a listen and be sure to subscribe to Lisa's show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to know more about her, Check the show notes for this episode. And now, welcome to I Have Dreams, Damn It, with your hosts, Lisa Murray and guest, Kim A. Floden. Live from Los Angeles, California, this is the Lisa Murray Show, and with your host, Lisa Murray. The day I felt like I really started living. I don't have enough money to start this business. I'm tired. I hate it. I'm working all the time. I'm not inspired when I'm worried about money. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. I'm so sick of all these positive people talking about dreams, dreams, dreams. What about money? Like, how am I supposed to get the money? What it's really about, it's about you pursuing what makes you come alive. It's about continually connecting with that energy and just keep doing that. Keep going towards that. That's what it's about. You need to give up. There's, there's too many obstacles. I can't take this shit Ships anymore. are safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. It feels really good to be my own boss. I have dreams, damn it. I don't even know what we're talking about. So this is really good. I'm like, oh, oh good. <laughs> I know. This is the best kind of interview. <laughs> I know. I'm like, woohoo, I'm up for anything. <laughs> okay. So on my podcast, I talk about the deeper experiences of going for our dreams, but also just in being a human if you're paying attention. And one of the things I really like about you is that you're hilarious and you're also oh. wise. And most of the hilarious people I know are wise because, you know, humor comes yes, from... Yes, because once you stop crying, then you can start laughing. <laughs> exactly. truly found. Yeah. Yes. And also, I think to understand what's funny, um, you have to be aware, I think. You know what I mean? You have to be aware of human behavior. And I don't know. Like, I, I heard about a near-death experience one time where they said that God was hilarious in their near-death experience. They said, like, they were laughing so hard. The person and God. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, I could see that. Well, why wouldn't it be that way? I mean, yeah. don't you think it's, I mean, joy is pretty awesome. I would think that maybe we would end up on joy on the other side, wherever we go next. Yeah, absolutely. You know? If not, I don't want anything to do with it. No, but um, I know we're not talking about the death thing here, but at some point we should talk about that because I have had, um, I've like actually talked to people on the other side. I haven't had near-death experiences, but I've had, people talk to me from over there. So that gets filed under after death communication. After death communication, that'd be me. I, those people talk to me. Actually, the very first Reiki treatment I ever did on like um, someone that wasn't in my class, uh, that was my the, uh, his grandma came through like almost immediately. And I did not expect that, but wow. it, I was fine with it. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, I had to get yeah. my, my iced tea was on the other side. I'm like, where'd she go? I'm like, hello, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> I'm like the spirit now. I'm like, Kim, where are you? I'm like, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> Sorry, I just left my body for a second. <laughs> she's coming at, she's coming to you live from beyond the grave. <laughs> from outside her body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um. What I like also about you is that you have a marketing background, but then you're into all the stuff that I'm into too, like healing and sensing energy and working with people and helping people. And so I just love the whole blend of everything. Yes, so I do too. What I first <laughs> want to talk about is get all the, the human earth layer stuff out of the way, but what is it that, what's your background? Say a little bit about your background and then what you're doing now. Because I know you do Reiki, you've got the coloring book, Book coach. Oh gosh. All right. I'm going to try to do this like really succinctly, but 
that doesn't mean it's going to happen that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's always good to start uh, with the goal. <laughs> exactly. My background is I'll, I went to college for broadcasting. I wanted to be a disc jockey and um, I lost, I wasn't, didn't have good self-confidence and the man who ran that program, uh, I don't know what he said to me one day, but I lost all my confidence in that. And I ended up graduating with a PR degree basically. And then I went on to be a copywriter. Um, I worked in retail for most of my career. I was a copywriter. I then became a creative director. And then lo and behold, I don't know why they did this, but just because I was interested in it in 1998, my company um, promoted me to be the manager of the website, which maybe they just didn't know what was going to happen. But um, so I was managed a retail website for 11 years. And then I, uh, took a little, my life went all kind of crazy about 10 years ago. And I took, a, I've been on like a little adventure and have done like a lot of different interesting things in that time. But I've always been interested in um, all the energy stuff. And I mean, I came in knowing this, like I was a kid that was outside, like making, you know, potions and talking to spirits and talking to the fairies and, you know, hanging out with, I just, that stuff wasn't unusual at all to me. So as an adult, that just continued on. And I found myself in about 2008 at Lily in Lilydale, New York. Have you ever been there? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh my God. Lisa. Lilydale. Write this down, girl. You should okay. go there and do a podcast because Lilydale is known as the town who that talks to the dead. That's Ooh. their motto. Yeah. It's a town. They are the um, birthplace of spiritualism, which is a religion, but that religion believes that you can contact the other side. And that is where it started in the United States. Oh. And it's a gated community in upstate New York. And <laughs> it's gated. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's only open to the public from like um, during the summer months. Oh, and okay. so you, and to live there, to live in the town, you have to pass like stringent, like uh, medium and psychic testing to even own property in the town. Oh my God. And be part of it. Yeah. So during the summer months, they, you can go there and they like have these, remember the old John Edwards, was it John Edwards show where he'd walk out into the audience and yeah. he'd say, I'm, I'm sensing someone with the name John and they've passed over, they're showing me a car. So they have that there. Mm. So you can go there and um, they have these huge gatherings like out in the woods and all over and you go there and they, people come out and they'll give you messages from like ancestors or people, you know, or whatever. So I mm. went there and a woman told, well, a woman who was just visiting there looks at me and she's like, you, what are you doing? You have angels all around you. You have so much help. Learn Reiki. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> so I did. And then that was kind of like, that just like gave me the permission to use my gifts, I think. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. So I've been doing Reiki I would love Reiki to get a Reiki session. I'm oh, sorry. I would love to get yeah. a Reiki session with you. Yeah, I can, we could do a long distance sometime. Oh yeah, that's right. Distant, yeah. distant Reikis. Yes, uh, or in whatever. person if we, you know, if we ever see each other in person. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Oh, and, well, it, and I've had crazy things happen ever since then. So I've got this like, yeah, I've got like this kind of crazy underneath healer side person. Well, that, that's not crazy underneath. That's actually who I am. And then I became like a corporate person. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. I fit into the, I tried to fit into the mold. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and it's cool because you have all that marketing background and then I probably, the reason why they gave you the website stuff is that they weren't conscious of it, but they sensed you were futuristic. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Because even though, uh, my, the company I worked for was a large uh, retail florist, floral garden and garden center. Mm -hmm. Like it was the, it's the biggest one in the Midwest. And they didn't have like a lot of women, like it was all men run company at that time. It isn't now, but it was a pretty big deal. I mean, I was like, this was like kind of came out of nowhere, but yeah, thank you for saying that the futuristic thing. Yeah. And you know, I think that what you, who you speak to for my listeners is a person that just has a variety of different passions and talents, but that they all make sense. It's all in synergy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it all makes sense. Everything that you do makes sense. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's been hard, hard because I, I didn't even mention that I, uh, I, I made coloring books. I'm not even, I don't think <laughs> I would truly consider myself to be an artist, but I was going through an extremely stressful time in my life. And I literally thought I was going to lose my mind if I didn't do something. Cause I didn't have work. I didn't have, I didn't have a really a purpose. I actually Googled what 
what like what are the top 10 hobbies and I'm like ooh parkour looks good but I'm like I'll be dead <laughs> within <laughs> two, two days if I even attempt that oh I'm like God. I think I'm a little too old for that so then there was like zen tangle but I just kind of looked at it and then I just did my own thing but yeah and then I was one of those people where everyone's like oh you should make a coloring book and so I'm not not only did I make one I made 24 I think coloring books oh my god I know because, you know, I just didn't know what else to really do. I was trying to re-figure out who, I, the question really was, I was like, hey, who am I? Well, now I guess I'm an artist. I'm going to try this. So, and now I'm not really making coloring books anymore, although I do still color and I do still doodle because I still think it's valuable in terms of like what it does for your head. And Definitely. Like when, when I was traumatized and I had come up to Northern California, weirdly enough, I got a couple coloring books and that opened something up for me. At first I thought, this is stupid. I feel like I'm in like a hospital and I'm being like, right. you know, I'm going to have like, like applesauce or, you know, <laughs> I felt like Take kind your of, pills and your applesauce. I just felt like a little baby. I was like, Ew. yeah, no, you do it. Well, because you know what it is, Lisa, I think it's because coloring is one of those things we did when we were a kid. And when we sit down to do it as an adult, there's that part of us, that stupid adult voice or whatever it is, where it's like, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. this is not what grown-ups do. And so you have to get over that. You have to get past that, like, shame of acting like a child again. Well, another thing crazy. that happened – no, totally. Another thing that happened, too, is I was thinking, well, what am I going to do with this anyways? Like, am I going to sell this or am I going to show it to anybody? Like, it's like being an adult means what you do is going to go somewhere and do something. It's like, why can't it just live in my desk? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I really liked it. I got very into my elephant and I'm going to post my color of my elephant on the show <laughs> notes to see for this it. show because I got really into it and I'll see if I find some. Other. Oh, I had a peacock too. I went really into it. Ooh, peacock would be fun to color. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how do you, so how do you tie that into being the coloring book coach now? What do you? Oh, okay. So the coloring book coach came to life about, and I think in 2017, because I wanted to take um, I wanted to just kind of take like all what I am and all what I've learned in my years and help women particularly because, um, well, I think women need help. We, women need empowerment. So um, it kind of sprang, the coloring book coach sprang off of the fact that I had done, I think three or four coloring book journals. One of them is called, You've Got This Superwoman. Mm-hmm. And I spun that off into a product called the Superwoman Sessions, where I work with like three or four women over the course of a month. And we go through like, it's like a 45 minute, uh, you know, 45 minutes once a week on the phone. And we just work through different things. And it's kind of tailored for the people that are um, on the call, because I kind of intuit where we need to go with that. Mm-hmm. Like we do a lot. I've done a lot with um, helping people learn how to say no. Uh, oh, that's big. Know, have trouble with that. People have trouble with it. So yeah, so I've had, um, so we, we do that and we do things with coloring. Like we, we use that book. We work with color. Like um, I do things like different things. I've taught classes on sigils. Do you know what sigils are? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know. It's what a it way is. of like making a magic incantation out of a statement, basically. So what you would write would be like an affirmative station, you know, statement, kind of, an, you know, like whatever you're trying to achieve. And then there's a way to take those letters and you break it down and you basically create a piece of art out of it. And you you no longer are able to remember. By the time you get done, you shouldn't really remember what the statement really was because it's a way to break through through to the subconscious and kind of open it up to kind of let that out. So you're not fixating on it all the time. Mm. So I've, I've taught classes on that. And then I, one of the classes I love teaching is like, how do you interface unconsciously, subconsciously with colors? So I have a fun class where we do that, where we unconsciously pick our colors and we keep track of them. And then we see where we're just unconsciously choosing a color and what, you know, what messages are we getting from that? So I do kind of fun things like that. And then I have other you know, fun things that have come with the coloring book coach. Um, you know, so it's kind of like, it just is, uh, where like the Reiki is kind of intuitive hands on or distant, but it's intuitive. The coloring book coach is intuitive as well, but it involves, um, you know, using the journaling process, using coloring, using colors, maybe using sigils, whatever, whatever, um, tricks I have up my bag, up my, in my bag, because I'm also a facilitator. (laughs) Up my bag. Up my sleeve bag. <laughs> up my sleeve bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody got has their sleeve bag. But yeah. I do the work of Byron Katie too, which is also um, 
but I also have a thing that I do that's kind of like it, which is called the chip remover, which is cool because I actually like remove a chip from you. I help you kind of, you know, like that chip that you're carrying around, like something you can't get rid of mm. or is not helping you. And then um, while we're, by the time we're done, I draw you a little, like a coloring page and like, I kind of intuit, like, this is your new chip. So, oh. and then I send you a PDF of that at the end. Yeah. It's really a fun little process. Okay. So people listening are probably like, whoa, what the fuck is this like woman she, talking about? Oops. She does so much <laughs> <laughs> and it does, I can't get a grip on it, but neither can I people, but you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, my main thing is I want to help. I, I want to help people and I want to help women and I want to help women. Um, like, you know, that have just had hard times and are trying to fall back in love with themselves and get a sense of humor back in their lives. Cause you know, my podcast, how in the hell did I get here is just pretty much all filled with crazy stories of living, how to live through crazy stories and come out laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to mention that Kim has a podcast called how the hell did I get here? And it's Kim and her sisters telling really funny stories about just anything, any stories yeah. that they all have. Small, random things, crazy, random things that happen to you in life. Just the small things in life that are freaking hilarious. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are, you know, life's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that podcast. Um, And so like, if you really need to laugh, if you need to get out of your head, I really recommend like get it because it's good. They're good. Like quickly told. I feel like I'm stopping by a friend's house. I'm grabbing a cup of coffee and you guys are sitting around the table talking about a story and I'm over listening and I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. I can't. Yeah. It is like that. (laughs) It's like, you know how when you go for a walk and when there's like, um, like in Minneapolis where I used to live with, we had a chain of lakes and I used to, and people would use these lakes. They'd always be out there walking. So lots of people. So I love to walk around the lake because you would hear snippets of weird conversation like that, you know, and you'd be like, oh my God, whatever happened to that lady after her head was, you know, held to the bars by the monkey. You'd never know. But in our (laughs) podcast, you get to find out. (laughs) There's a, there's a guy on Instagram called New York C, I think, or he's a, a cartoon artist. And so he'll, he'll, he'll draw a picture of a woman with a cigarette um, wearing shorts and high heels. And, and then he'll say what she's saying on the phone when he walks by her and what intersection in New York. I, it <laughs> yes. is so funny. And I'm That's like thinking, like- what is, what's the rest of this? I get so pulled in. That's it. You just get that little piece of New York. You know, it's really yep. brilliant. Uh, um, okay. So on your website, the coloring co- the com, there is yes. how to fall in love with yourself toolkit, which I listened to the whole thing. And it was really good. Really? Oh, you did? Oh, thanks yeah. for listening. Um, oh, yeah, that's amazing. another podcast that I do because I'm insane and I love podcasting, apparently. No, I do hey, love podcasting. No, I love it because you're reaching who needs it. They find you and yeah. they're like, okay, this is for me, you know? Yeah, well, this that is just basically my um, – what I do there is I intuitively kind of feel out the month ahead and I choose a theme for the month and then I choose a theme for each week and they're kind of affirmations and usually, and then I build off each theme. And so I just basically tell you the theme for the month, how I feel that the month's going to go. And I give you a tool for the month and a tool for each week of the month that aligns up with the theme. So whatever's going on, um, what is the theme for this month? It's something about people with good character People with good intentions make promises. People with good character character keep them. them. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and I, I throw in some examples from my own life and it's just, it's like a 13 to 15 minute podcast that comes out on the first of every month. Mm. So, um, okay, good. I'll have a link to that on the show notes for today. Yeah. It's just a guide for you to kind of like, um, you know, hear how the month is going. I've been doing this for over almost three years. Um, it's morphed into a podcast, but it used to be called the colors of the week where I actually chose five colors. I chose a coloring page and then I wrote a report that went out every week, but, um, now it's a podcast. That's really cool. Yeah. And you, you talk also about, you say big shifts happen when we open our minds Mm -hmm. and embrace, you were saying to the listeners to embrace not knowing and that too, too much people try to act like, well, I know this, I know that. Like you say, leave a little wiggle room for something. Even if you think you know everything about it, you never know what you might learn. Right, exactly. I mean, I mean, we've all done this to ourselves, right? Where we think we, we 100% know. And then somewhere down the line, we find out, oh no, we didn't. We didn't mm-hmm. know 100%. And then you, then you, get that, <laughs> you get that wobble because you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, cognitive dissonance, it's an uncomfortable feeling, but I mean, it's just, 
I don't know if anything's ever 100%. I mean, I really don't. There's always like a wiggle room, I think. And it Mm -hmm. is good to go into everything with that don't know mind. Right. You know? Well, so in this podcast, I like to talk about my struggles of like everything. So any kind of thing that I'm going through and the kind of the deeper stuff that I don't really hear being talked about a lot in podcasts about creative careers and whatever. So I'm wondering if how open your mind is, if that sometimes is a thing that overwhelms you and that you don't know where to start or where to put your attention. Cause I get that for me. Oh my God, completely. Because I get caught in like, well, it could be this way. Oh no. Well, it could really could be that way. And well, then there's that other way. And I don't, yeah. Oh, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's hard. mm -hmm. It is hard. It's almost like we're channeling in all this information, but the human part of us needs to catch up to it and like figure out how to sort it out. Mm-hmm. Right, something like that, because it it is like it is like I I weigh it out too much sometimes. I where sometimes I just wish I could be very definitive on things, but I'm always like, oh no, well. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like a it's like something that for kids, but it was like a kaleidoscope uh, thing where there would be beads or some something in the all the way towards the end of it, and then there'd be something else about midway through, and then something else closer to your eyes. So when you look through it there'd be like this whole feeling that it's 3d kind of thing. Uh So I always feel like when I'm like this and I keep picturing this for you too, that I'm seeing the beads all the way at the end and I'm seeing them at the same time. I'm seeing the beads right now. Uh And sometimes that's Uh the part that confuses me because I'll see the whole thing laid out, but yes, exactly. I don't see time mixed in with that. So I'm just like, I got to do all this stuff. You know, I got to do all of it right now because I see it and I got to go with it. And I do believe that there is something about going for it at the time because I start taking those steps and then that the action and taking those steps informs my next steps. And it's a long journey for everything that I've manifest. It just begins with that whole first part. Then it's like, God knows what else. Exactly. I mean, but, I just kind of think you have to do it with it. Whatever you're doing will show you the next thing you're supposed to be doing. Seems exactly. like that to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. So what other tools do you think that would help somebody who has the same problem as us? <laughs> like just like, blah, 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 blah. like the, the, uh, the, our ability to like see way ahead and, um, and get overwhelmed by what we see. Yes. Kind of and like not knowing where to put their energy and what, you know, all that stuff. Well, you know, I'm 57. So, and just having, just having life experience, I would say that I have learned to trust timing because I mean, and I've also learned to trust the fact that even though a, a lot of times it looks like we're in a lot of control, I also know that we're not. And you do too, Lisa, because I mean, things can change at any minute. Right. I mean, we have a seemingly amount of feeling and looking of control, but at any minute, things could be different. And so um, I think my biggest thing is to like, I really. I'm a mindful person for the most part. I mean, I'm also like ditzy sometimes, but I feel like I'm, I stay pretty present and I trust timing. If it's not happening now, then it's not supposed to be happening now. And that's like, that's hard because we all want things to be happening like right now, right now, right now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, things don't, life doesn't move like that. And then I also think a lot of times about nature. It's like flowers don't freaking bloom overnight. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they have a timetable and shit takes time. Right. So, and I don't know, I mean, and you and I don't know when we're planting seeds, we don't necessarily know when those flowers are going to bloom. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And also I feel like an experience has shown me that like waiting or something being blocked is always, I look back and always go, oh, thank God that right? whole thing got blocked. Cause then I met that one lady and then that changed everything. And if it, if I hadn't been blocked, I would have never met her. And she's the real reason why I was successful, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Trust timing. And you just, it's like, I, I also think that the more you uh, get upset about things when they're not going how fast that you think they should, or they're not going how you think they should, I, that slows it down, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, really the best success I've had with things are the things that are, I'm like, I trust the timing and I trust like the project. Do you, and like everything to me kind of has its own life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I am going to birth it, but then it has to do its own thing. I mean, I can nurture it or whatever, but it's going to do its own thing. And I think the more, I mean, we can all fuss over things a little too much. It's better to like, kind of let it have its life. 
Right. I don't know how else to explain that. No, but- I totally know what you mean because I think one of the best shifts that I've made as a creative professional, I guess, quote unquote, is like in terms of being creative and wanting to have that as my career, not just being creative, you know, um, is realizing that whatever ideas I have, even the podcast, even a film, even anything that it it's originally was my idea or not even mine. I'm just channeling it in. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where it comes from, but right. it originally has to be told to other people through me. So I get a sense of ownership over it in the beginning, but there is a point where I do have to like, let it go. Right. And be like, go live in the world, be free mm-hmm. and go fly. Yeah. And see if it can stand on its own to, you know what I mean? It has yeah. to have enough energy to do its own thing. Right. So, and then uh, just the non-attachment to, I think it's in, I mean, it's super hard, but like non-attachment to your own success or outcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it like if you can just take that off there, but it is really hard. I mean, you still have to be actually, uh, obviously working things, but you have to be open to what the result is going to be. Yeah. I've been going to these screenwriter table reads where we read like 15 pages of someone's script and it's just a bunch of strangers come together that just have screenwriting in common. And, um, you know, there is, you know, this, you're living alone with this script and you're living alone with the story and you're channeling it in and you're hammering out the details and the character situations and details and whatever. And then all of a sudden someone across the table goes, why does he have to have a blue shirt on? You know, and you're like, oh my God. And it's hard not to take that stuff personally and be like, you're so shallow. You're not getting the deeper meaning here. Right. (laughs) But, you know, at some point you do have to also just, I guess it's probably like having kids. I don't have any kids, but you have to just let the world meet that and see what it is and be there for it to defend it and help it along. But it needs to live in the world. And the world is sometimes harsh and the world is sometimes supportive and who knows what, but it's not. I don't know. I feel like I'm so far off in an island in a different point, but I just really feel like this is a big point is to let it go at some point, not completely, but just let it. You can shepherd it, but you have to let, you have to take, I think anytime when we're putting heavy expectation on something, that is a weight, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're putting heavy expectation, like if, like, you know, like I'm going to have the, you know, a top podcast or whatever. I mean, you're probably setting yourself up for, I mean, you don't know, actually. You don't know if you're setting yourself up for. You actually don't know. I feel so much better when I, I tell myself that this podcast is for like two people who totally need it. And I picture these exactly. imaginary two people. And it, then if I look at stats and I see like high numbers or low numbers or whatever, I don't even know what a high number is. Like to me, two is high. So I'm like, this is an amazing podcast. <laughs> when I, you know, I agree. I mean, when, um, when I see two people, if we have two people download, I'm like, hey, that is two freaking people that took, what, 20 minutes out of their day to listen to my podcast? I'm I like, know. hey, I I'm honored, truly. Right. Yeah, because time is so valuable. And it's like, if someone's going to sit there and listen, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. You know, but it's not going to be for everybody. And some people are going to be like, who is this girl? And other people are going to be like, she's amazing. Right. And, you know, who knows? But yeah, it's definitely. And that's the like, other thing too. It's like, you can't, you, you have to come to that conclusion really fast. Like you're not for everybody. And, uh, you know, we were just not. And would we want to be? Hell no. I mean, no. it's. I think I have tried in the past to be for everybody and it is exhausting because you cannot, you cannot be for everybody. Right. And it's the best feeling when I find a podcast that speaks directly to me. And so I don't, and I can tell that that person's being themselves and they're quirky and weird. Cause I'll go, you guys, you guys have to listen to this podcast. And then some, my friends listen to it and go, it's okay. Why is this voice so annoying? And I'm like, what? Like, I don't, you know, it's always shocking to me that everybody doesn't feel that excited about that thing, but that's because it spoke just to me and other people like me. Yeah. So exactly. I'm trying to look up this quote that I posted. Um, Hold on. Of course, my phone is acting weird. Um, On Twitter this morning on the podcast Twitter, which is dream damn it, because I have dreams. Damn it was too long, but um, okay. So it was. Loud Sue that says success is as dangerous as failure. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. No, exactly. It's um there I used to have a deck of Osho cards and I was it's like six of tiger or something. I earlier or something, but the, the guy was riding a tiger and I thought about that card just the other day because what they talk about is when you're enjoy being up because we live in a world that is duality, you know, you're going to be up, you will also be down. So just know that. So when you're having success, have success. And when you're not having success, 
don't have success, but don't freak out about either of them because they're actually kind of equal. Success and failure are two sides of the same coin. Right. Yeah. Well, I know like in the entertainment industry with, with music and film, like when, cause you suffer for so long, you, you live, most people, most people just struggle and sacrifice and live shit existences and are, you know. Yeah. Waiting to get guitar. the big break. Yeah, I'm playing the yeah. guitar for like their mom and their cousin in a huge place mm-hmm. that they rented out. And they're like, why didn't anyone show up? I know. So it's for so long. It's so horrible that when you do break, we always kind of look at the people and like they start, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm so happy. And sometimes they just start telling everybody off like, you didn't believe in me. Well, look at me now. And you're like, okay, calm down because, you know. Right, you don't even realize how much anger, like, right, that they've built up or yeah. Well, and also success is fleeting in the industry. It's like, you know, you might, okay, you have exactly. a, you have a hit moment happening right now or something good's happening, which is great, but you're going to be living a long time and you're going to, your career is going to have happen over a long period of time, hopefully. Yeah. So don't go crazy with your success. It's like, right. calm down. <laughs> well, it's like, there is really nowhere to get to. It's just one long journey. There's yeah. going to be high points and low points and you know, they're going to keep coming. And I mean, it's so true because it's like, success is just a made up, it's a made up thing kind of. I mean, what is the actual, what would you say would make you feel like a success? I mean, Lisa, I think you and I both could say that we are successes by different definition, whatever, you know, but I mean, it's, it's such a weird kind of a nebulous word. (laughs) Right. Well, I kind of, I kind of feel like, is it money? No, I don't think it's totally, it's not money. It's, you know, is it, what is it? Someone asked me the other day if I was living my dreams and I said, yeah. And I look like a hot mess right now. And I mean, I did in this meeting and I go, yeah, I am. And because I'm following my purpose, I'm living it from my heart. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. That Mm -hmm. is success to me. Yes. I think that's success too. I think honestly, and honestly, success for me personally is like just being comfortable with who I am as a person, just being Mm -hmm. happy with myself. That's great. I mean, if I am just happy with myself every day, what else really matters I know. at that point? Right. right. Yeah. If you found a way to find peace with whatever, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think also another layer of success for me, one layer one is just living in that place. Uh, another layer that you could put on that is if, if, if my work in any way has positively affected somebody, yeah, that's another too. layer that I feel like, oh, okay, yep. good. And then yeah. the third layer that I'm just going to throw out there is, and it doesn't have to happen in this lifetime, and I understand that, but the success in terms of – I'm kind of like not really wanting to say this, but I also want to say this. Money, like not just money, but being able to sustain this place that I'm in, but I'll still do it anyways, even if I if I have to struggle, which most of the time I do struggle to do this. Like I don't make money from this podcast. I just do this because I love it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm right with you. So it's like – um, but I would like to be able to figure out a way to financially sustain this giving and helping and being connected to my journey and helping others with their journey. I would love, that would be another layer, but I'll still do it even if I don't. Right. It's you built know. into who you are. Right. Yeah. And I, but so I, I just can't say, say it's success really. You deserve it. You deserve to be paid for your value as do I. I mean, that's actually something I came to this week too. I was like, you know what? I bring a lot of value and I deserve to be paid. And that's why I'm starting that new service where the tell me your secret. Mm, oh yeah. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah. Okay. So, Oh, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> so, okay. uh, it's another podcast because I love podcasts and no, but I woke up literally, this is how this all came about. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was thinking about what holds people back. And a lot of times I think it's their secrets. I mean, I've had secrets that have held me back for sure. And I'm like, like, you know, sometimes you just need to be able to tell those secrets. Then I realized, oh my God, I'm a person that people tell their secrets to like all the time, like crazy things happen to me, like in airports, small bathrooms, <laughs> it could be anywhere. I mean, I had a man take, walk me all the way back to row 36 and I met him in the waiting area and he told me a huge secret and um, yeah. And I just, yeah. So then I started thinking about like, wouldn't it be cool if there was just a place where you could call and tell someone like me or tell me your secret. And so, and then I thought, well, that'd be cool. But then it would be also cool for other people to be able to hear those secrets because right. I think there's power there. And I think 
that we're all kind of disconnected. You know, they say like the biggest issue with addiction is that there's lack of community. And I just, that makes me super sad. And so I think this podcast could be a way for people to kind of connect with other people, even if it's anonymous, because when people get vulnerable and real, it's powerful. And and we don't know what we're going to hear. And also the people who tell the secrets don't know what they're going to hear in response to their secrets. So I don't know. I think it's just really interesting, the whole concept of it. So I'm kind of, I'm setting it up where you'll call in and I'll have a certain amount of time. I think it's going to be like 20, 40, 60 minutes that you'll pay me to tell the secret. And then it'll be your choice if you want to share that secret anonymously on the podcast of the same name, Tell Me Your Secret. So so it's I'll like give feedback or not. It's up to you. So there'll be like two different kinds of listeners, pretty much. Like people who like to listen to people's secrets, right? People who like need to tell a secret. Yes, exactly. And they could be the same people, but maybe not. I don't know. That's you know, really interesting. And Mike, I want it to be very raw. I'm, I don't want to do a lot of editing other than just taking out identifiers. And I want to let the person know that, you know, you're buying this chunk of time, you're paying for the 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever, and I'm going to have a timer on. And if you're in the middle of a sentence, I'm cut, it's ending right there. (laughs) So, I mean, that's going to be the drama part of it, I guess. But, uh, and also the way for me to control my own time of, of doing this, you know, and not that I mind, obviously I am a person that's, uh, I'm fine with hearing other people's secrets. I'm really good. My sister said to me last night, she's like, you're so good at holding space and staying present for people. And I'm like, I'm like, thank you for telling me that. She goes, no, that's why I think you're going to be good with this podcast. Cause she says, she said, people, obviously strangers confess their biggest things to you. And I'm like, I know it's so <laughs> crazy. I mean, I, I, love I, the, I love the visual of the guy following you back all the way. Oh man. That's amazing. I had airplane. another guy. I, Oh, Lisa, you wouldn't believe the people that have sat down next to me in airplanes. It's like, I almost, I know who they are. I'll see them coming and I'll be like, yep, that's mine. That's my person. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for them. I just had a man one time get on. I'm sitting on them in the middle seat. I see this man. He is built like a lumberjack wearing a full on like ginormous fur coat, giant cowboy hat, all decorated with like sterling silver and turquoise and feathers. He was just this huge man. And he looked kind of crazy, to be honest. Of course, sits down next to me. Oh my God. Four and a half hour flight to LA proceeds to tell me like everything about himself, including teaches me how to kill a man with my my bare hands. (laughs) Because he's, he was special services and I know shit I shouldn't know. And I don't even remember it, but I did remember that because I'm like, hmm, this could come in handy. Now, how do you do that again? What do I need? <laughs> See, this is why True you have that show. Story. True story. And he was, he was on his way to his mom's funeral. He hadn't flown on a plane in 20 years and he was scared out of his mind. And he just Aww. like, like told me, I mean, uh, uh, like, Aliens, Panama Canal. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that Wolfgang Puck? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. Oprah, undercover agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got it all, man. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. you should have like a GoPro on you at all times. No kidding. Good God. No kidding. I've also met people, though. I have also met people, honestly, that I... I love them. I have fallen in love with people in four hours or less oh. <laughs> on airplanes many, many times. And I don't even know their names. <laughs> but, have you, you know, your sisters like that as well? Do they have really interesting stories and people are attracted to them for various reasons? Um, yeah, we, we do kind of have that. My, my one sister and I, Carrie, who are, we just have a conversation on this week's podcast, but she's like, yeah, we've all kind of had these kind of things happen to us, but I seem to be some sort of, I used to call myself a weirdo magnet. And I guess I would really would say that I still am, but weirdo in the best sense of the world word, because weirdos are my people. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad I was magneted towards you. I'm a weirdo. Yes, they, I'm a weirdo, uh, and you're the magnet. Exactly. We're all, and you're, we're, we're all weirdo other. Oh my god. <laughs> were you um, close with your sisters growing up? Like, was it always really good with you guys? Did you go through any difficult times? 
Oh, um, yeah, I'm the oldest of seven. So there's five girls oh. and two boys. And yeah, we shared one bedroom, five girls. Oh my God. So, and it's a span of the, from um, myself to my youngest sister is 11 years. So it was pretty bing, bing, bing. Wow. So my dad um, died when I was six. And then uh, my, I, my mom had three kids at that time. So I was six. My sister was like four and a half. My brother was like three. Mm. And then she remarried pretty quickly and then had like my next, the, the next four kids. So, and yeah, and it was tough. Yeah. We had really tough times. Our stepdad is a interesting man, uh, but he had some, he was no, is an alcoholic, was an alcoholic and you know, he was, uh, yeah, he had some issues for sure. So we, we had some shit to deal with wow. for sure in our family. So I think, you know, like one time I said to Aaron, I'm like, my sister, Aaron, and I'm like, well, we're close. And she goes, well, I don't know. You know, it's like, we are close. I'm not sure if we're just not trauma bonded. <laughs> we really love <laughs> You're trauma bonded. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell if it's a natural connection. Like you guys just right. like each other or yeah. <laughs> but, no, but honestly, we really do like each other. I mean, like, um, our family, like we enjoy each other's company. We really do. Like my sister, Jenny is turning 50 in May and her husband sent out a text a couple weeks ago. And he said, well, I asked her what she wanted and what she really wants for her 50th birthday is to spend it with her waggy sisters. Aww. So can we make that happen? So yeah. That's sweet. No. So yeah, we, I, you know, trauma bonded or not, we do enjoy <laughs> each other's company. And I mean, that is why I asked them to be on the podcast because I was um, with them a couple of years ago for my sister's Aaron's wedding. And I realized, oh my God, we're all nuts. We, I mean, <laughs> we got to get us all on the podcast. <laughs> Let's make money from this. Come on. This is like yeah. a show. <laughs> um, would your brothers ever be on your podcast? Do you think? Um, n- probably not. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. Are they funny? They are funny, but they're, you know, it's like, here's how I feel about my poor brothers. I mean, we're talking nine people in an old house with like mm, one full bathroom, one and a half baths. I don't think my brothers saw the inside of an actual bathroom until they were like moved out of the house. So it was (laughs) like, they were just always like pushed to the back. Do you know what I mean? Because five girls. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So that's a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of uh, woman power in that house in a weird way. (laughs) That's interesting too. I'm just jumping all over the place, but I was thinking about how in the beginning you said you wanted to be a DJ, a disc jockey, right? And then now having podcasts is like you're a DJ. Yes. Yes. Because my dad, my dad, the one who, my actual dad who died, he was a kind of a famous uh, disc jockey in the Midwest. Oh my God. What's Um, his name? Uh, Richard Floden, he was in, in the, but he was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It was a small market, but he was a go-getter. He, when he was like 19, he was a, like, he was a music promoter for like major people, like, uh, not not Dolly Parton, but he had like, um, I think he had Louis Armstrong. I can't, I have to think back. My mom showed me the book. Like he had like Petulia Clark. I mean, this was the sixties, but he, he was representing them. He, yeah, he was a real go-getter. And then he had diabetes and he went blind right before I was born. And he had to totally pivot because he was headed towards TV. So he gets, he's 21 and my mom's 19 and he loses his sight and I'm on the way and he loses his job, like his dream job. And so he pivoted and he and my mom opened up an old theater and started showing kind of like movies that weren't quite, quite new in a small town in Wisconsin. And then they went on to do that with three more theaters. Oh, that's cool. That's so nice. That's interesting. He lost his sight, but then they opened up a theater. I know. I know. You don't need sight to run a theater. Um, When I worked at Paramount, we had like the special screenings for uh, blind or deaf, and they have all these different things that they do now, especially with digital stuff in the chairs and like they plug in stuff. And I don't even know what, it's amazing. It's amazing what they do nowadays, but yeah, that's um, cool. My grandmother grew up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Is that near there? See, we've got the Wisconsin connection. I think Sheboygan is more to the north and central, um, where I was like more center and like west is where I was born. Yeah, Eau Claire. 
because her her uh she grew up in this huge house and now it's a bed and breakfast right on the water mm-hmm. it's called lakeview mansion but it's cool because she there was a tunnel that goes from the main house to the stables which they made into like a garage and apartment um but she used to take her dad to work in a horse-drawn carriage and her mom died in childbirth when she was nine. Well, her mom wasn't nine. Thank God. Um, <laughs> well, that'd be a whole other podcast. I know. That's like, <laughs> got to bookmark that for my other one. Exactly. Um, no. So uh, her, and then when she was nine, so her mother died. And then she was 16 and she was taking her dad to work in Wisconsin, a uh, horse-drawn carriage, and he had a heart attack next to her and he died. Oh, wow. So she's tough. And she was... Uh, she was always really sweet and stuff. So we always go back to Wisconsin for the reunion and uh, we're going, well, also then they, they lived, my mom grew up in Winnetka, Illinois. So we were there every summer and then we'd go up to Sheboygan and Wisconsin. Midwest. Also, so. yep. That's right. That's right. We could be related somewhere down the line. I mean, my sister Carrie's <laughs> done the genealogy. I'll tell her, I'll ask her about in Murray's. Oh yeah. <laughs> Any Murray's well, in the actually, line? Actually on her <laughs> side, it's, uh, well, it's different on my because that's my mom's side of the family. So I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. Okay. Someone else is going to do my whole thing. I'm like, no, please don't do that. <laughs> like I've looked you up and I know your DNA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. That's yeah. No. My sister's done. Like, well, she they did all finally do the DNA thing, but um, she was doing the genealogy for a long time. I mean, get this. So she did the genealogy, and like two or three years ago, she found out that our six-time great grandma was imprisoned when she was 70 for seven months for being a witch at Salem. Oh my God. Like, no shit. We're all like, well, this makes sense. Totally. And then, yeah. And then the other thing that she found is our like three or four time great grandma. Oh my God. I'm getting total goosebumps talking about these ladies. Um, our three, three or four time great grandma, I think more like four, three, I don't know, 1860s. Um, they were the heirs of like a massive fortune from their great grandfather in France. France had been looking for the um, the heirs for fifty years, and they finally found him. And it was our three time great grandma, and they she got like in today's dollars like thirty seven million dollars. Whoa! But she was supposed to get, but we uh, we don't think that any the money never either got here or it got here and it all ended up going to the Catholic church. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause it didn't, there, there was no trickle down effect to like to <laughs> our family. I mean, no, well, we all used to think our grandma who died last year, we all kind of thought she was crazy cause she was always raving about this. We were supposed to be wealthy and where funny kind of thing. I mean, another weird story, <laughs> right? And then when, then my sister finds this newspaper article that actually proved it, that talks about this family. But then it also said that, um, this, that family was already so wealthy that they weren't even really like, it was nice that they were getting the money, but it was not a big deal. I'm like, who were these people? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> right. So I'm like, we come from wealth and witches. I just have to remember that. Wealth and witches. I love that. <laughs> right. That should be your book title. <laughs> who of wealth and witches. <laughs> A true life story. I like how you add of in front of it. Of wife or wife. No, I was saying wife. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> of wealth and witches. This is hard exactly. to say. I don't know why. I feel like I get stuck in there. Podcast title for sure. It's I almost said bitches. And witches. Yeah. <laughs> I would get bitches in there too. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to, we're going to almost close out now since we're coming to, to the end. But is there any advice you would give little Kim if you could go back in time, like, when she was just starting her journey in life, is there anything you would say to her for anybody that might be relating to you and going, Oh my God, I'm exactly like Kim. <laughs> I feel like First she's my all, sister. If you're exactly like me, you should call me and we should talk. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> cause, uh, yeah, that'd be entertaining all the way around. Um, no, but I guess if honestly, like, th- I'm going to give the advice that I actually followed. Just never give up and don't stop believing in yourself, no matter what other people tell you, because you just don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of been my whole theory of life. Totally. Things can change like in a minute, like boom, your whole life is different. Oh, they, they really, really can. It, it can happen so fast and you, a lot of times will not see it coming. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for, for talking with me today, Kim. I appreciate it. Oh, well, it. thanks for having me on. And if, of course, you are always welcome on how in the hell did I get here. 
Oh my God. I like spend so much of my life energy repressing my weird stories. So I'd have to really like <laughs> get some therapy you have to bring to them back up. your weird stories. That's what makes it fun. Oh God. <laughs> I just feel like I'd have to bring my A game with my weird stories. So I'd have to do. Oh no. Just, you know, you know, those stories. I mean, you know, the ones you're pretty, you're like the top level storyteller I've ever heard. Like, I mean, dad with shotgun and kitchen. I mean, you've got all you, if, Anyone listening to this, you got to listen to her podcast because you've got some crazy stories. And I'm thinking, how is this happening in one person's life? And it's just right. I know it's but amazing. The, thing, so. the key is to being a good storyteller or even finding these kind of stories. You can have no shame. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true. Just put it out there. <laughs> you got to put it. I mean, look at I farted at a company, you know, Christmas party <laughs> loudly. <laughs> Yeah, like loudly. Got the picture. <laughs> loudly, like loudly. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, and I just thought of a story that I will never tell. So you're right. I do have to have that no shame vibe. <laughs> well, you can call and tell um, how in the hell I get here story, but we'll put it on Tell Me a Secret. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to change my voice. So it's like, in one time, I was in my cubicle. <laughs> exactly. I was in my cubicle. Oh, that made me think of another fart story. Honestly. Oh Drop dusting. Okay, tell me. What is it? No, I have to say. Uh, just let me tell. No, I can't tell you. I have to think of it all hold together. But I, I'm making a note for the next time I record with somebody. You must have like a million notes like next to you at all times. Oh, wait. That reminds me. I reminds me that, that one time happen. I kicked the gerbil across the room by accident. It's like, what? Oh, wait. I do have a story about a gerbil. See? Uh, I stepped on a mouse like, oh. well, it was dead, but, um, oh. my, the cat at my mom's house, which wasn't really my mom's cat, but it was like everybody's cat. It's hard to explain. So it was yes. a Russian blue. He was awesome. <laughs> His name was Oscar. And he'd bring all these, like, you know, a rabbit offerings. Head. Yeah. A oh. rabbit head with the backbone with some kidneys dangling. Oh. Nothing else. So he'd put all those things in the back door. Yeah. Well, one time I walked out there and I, I don't know what I was, just being a normal person, I'm sure I was barefoot. And I stepped on a mouse no. head and it lifted up my Ooh. foot, still on my foot. Was no. on my foot. I know. Ew. I know. I'll never forget Ooh. that. Thank God it was dead. That would have been horrible if I actually was the one that killed it. But no. Yeah. So, all right. On that yeah. dead mouse note. <laughs> Such a positive way to end this discussion. But thank you so much for trust in peace. I know. And, you know, I'll have all the links to all of your stuff on uh, the show notes for today's show. So I know someone out there is going to be like, okay, I got to find this girl. This is incredible. So Yes. And, uh, oh. hey, maybe I'll run this as a bonus podcast on my show. Oh, cool. Now that we've yeah. done it. Why not? Yeah, so exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. Thank right, you. So we'll swap our links and do all this all the stuff and yeah, i'll we'll see you over stuff. in the uh boxer vixen boxer Haven. vixens yes thank you so much kim have a great all right day. yes thanks lisa it was fun all right. yes definitely bye-bye <laughs>